Well, welcome. We are back for another episode of Sister Chat Thursdays. I am your host, one of your hosts, Missionary Kate Isha Lattimore. Love it. I am joined by the beautiful, wise, always there for me. I don't know about y'all. Uh, <laughs> Missionary Stephanie Williams. Hello, hello. And we just can't wait. We are getting our technical te- technical uh, sea legs about us. I feel like we are really growing in this, this medium. We are excited to be able to connect with you in this new way. We're so glad that you can not only see us face to face, but that you can still tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Um, this ministry, I feel kind of like we're on a bit of a high. I don't know. I can't speak for Stephanie, but I feel like, um, that coming out of our last women's ministry meeting, I'm, I'm kind of feeling pumped and amped about what God is doing. We're discussing, of course, a book, uh, by Dr. Miles Monroe, as we've shared before about purpose. And I just feel like the conversations that are coming because of the book that we're studying, um, are really like setting people up to ask the right questions oh, and yes. to like really see their hearts, like get primed for, you know, God just to come and do his thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of why I, I chose some of the scriptures that we're going to be talking about this week, because um, that excitement when you see God working in other people, I believe it's contagious. I believe it like reinvigorates mm-hmm. your own determination and your own um, conviction. And it's just been kind of the thing that's been getting me through, you know, this time. So I think, Without further ado, we can go before the Lord and get chatting. All right, let's go. Heavenly Father, what a wonderful God you are. You're a God of purpose, and you've made us people of purpose. And we have come to understand that you are our only source when it comes to that ever age-old question, why are we here? Father God, we are here to glorify you. We are here to praise your name. We are here to be loved by you and we are here to love and serve you. So Father God, as we just burn for you on this podcast, let it be contagious. Let the words that we speak, the wisdom that we've uh, gleaned from your word and from uh, wise counsel and from community with other believers just be seasoned all over this recording, Father God, so that those who are listening in can sense your presence and know that you are not far off, that you are close, and that the time of purpose is at hand when we walk and fulfill our individual and collective destinies, Father God, which is to make your name known throughout all the earth so that none can say that they have not heard the name Jesus. Mm. That is our mission. That is our aim. And Father God, that is our glory and our privilege. So thank you for being with us and for encouraging us and for just seasoning our words right now with grace and mercy. And it's in your name that we do it all. Amen. 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 So uh, the, the, question that I'm kind of posing tonight and this is meant to be one of those episodes where I I feel like 
we get some, we refer back. Like I, I want to see some questions under the chat. You know, I'm not as savvy as I can be, but I do know how to put comments under videos. So I'm hoping <laughs> that you guys will oblige us because I really feel like this is an opportunity to hear from you. Um, again, I shared that we had such a great conversation coming out of women's ministry. And I feel like uh, God is kind of leading and directing us um, and where to go with this. So we would just love your engagement. And so without further ado, I'm going to read some scriptures. Um, Peter was the person that I thought would best kind of highlight this nexus between purpose and identity, because he was one of the disciples that did have such a public <laughs> faith plant. <laughs> <laughs> When it came to like missing the mark on it at first, <laughs> but just as public as his downfall was, Jesus was very public about his restoration too. And he made sure that uh, I think he was so intentional about believers seeing how Peter was restored, that we don't get down on ourselves, that we don't get stuck in that, you know, Hey, I've messed this thing up real bad. And now I feel like I don't have a purpose anymore. Like, no, I think, um, in these verses, a lot of what happens to Peter, I can say after listening to testimony after testimony of people who've been around the, the, the block a few times say, Hey, a door closed, but mm -hmm. God is faithful. And when we say he's faithful, we mean he's faithful to his word. Yes, but he's also faithful to that thing that he told you, that purpose that he shared with you, that purpose that, you know, you prayed about and in and, and, and secret and, and he wants to bring to pass. Well, I like that you said um, that um, people are, are getting beginning to ask the right questions. Um, I was listening to something over the weekend and um I remember uh, a podcast on perspective, right? Yeah. And it's how we look at things. Amen. You know, Peter went through, like you said, that that face plant, <laughs> if you will, um, which we all have. Yeah. And um, it's how do we look at that? Do we look at that in a way where it, we're saying, man, I did this and I'm just going to keep looking in my rearview mirror and focusing on the misstep? Or am I going to look at it and say, this was something that was ordained by God for me to go through in order for me to get to the next step, for me to have a better understanding, for me to, you know, it, because when we read through the scripture and like you said, um, what Jesus is going to do next with Peter is going to be all the more meaningful yes. to him. I think it's really going to hit home. So sometimes we look at those face plants as the worst right. thing <laughs> when really and truly they're it's setups. something they're, yeah. they're they're setups yeah and if we look at them from the right perspective and see it as okay i had to go through this in order so when i get to where god is taking me i'm prepared i understand it better and i can be um used by him in a more effective way i'm so glad you brought that point up because that's why i tied identity to the question like how do identity and purpose work together mm -hmm. because I feel like what the enemy is so crafty at doing is taking those face plants and then we connect who we are to them instead mm. of Christ uh, I you know cheated on a test and so now I call myself a cheater I am 
identifying myself and like making this real like relationship with this this misstep that God never intended for me to get stuck at but yet Mm -hmm. because of like you said perspective because of shame guilt all the above I'm now identifying with like this this horrible you know sin that that is gonna you know weigh on me Mm -hmm. and uh what we're gonna see Peter do is He's going <laughs> to identify not with Jesus, but, you know, say, no, I didn't know him. I'm not with him. Um, but we're going to see how that all works out. So uh, Matthew, I'm sorry, Matthew, John chapter 18, I'm going to start reading. And I, I got my easy to read translation. I got the living Bible with me because I knew I was going to be reading quite a bit. Um so let's pick up at verse 10. I'll start you at the beginning. All right. It says, Then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's servant. Peter, he was about it. But <laughs> Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword away. Shall I not drink from the cup the Father has given me? So Jesus is exemplifying, Hey, I know my purpose. I see what my mission is. I'm all in. I'm going to accomplish it. And Peter's, he's like, you know, Jesus, you my boy. I don't think you should go out like that. And that's what people are going to do. Sometimes people in your circle, they're not going to know exactly what it is that God has purposed and planned for you. And so in good conscience, well, not in good conscience, in good in well-meaning, meaning, meaning yes, well, in, yeah. in, in good intention, they're going to tell you, hey, no, you don't need to do this or you don't really need to put yourself through that. That just seems like a lot of heartache, a lot of pressure. But... This is where purpose kind of separates the chickens and the eagles, as my dad used to call them. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Jesus said to Peter, you know, put your sword away. So the Jewish police, with the soldiers and their lieutenant, arrested Jesus and tied him. They first took him to Ananias, the uh, father-in-law of Caiaphas, and the high priest that year. More names that are difficult to pronounce. Let me skip down a little bit. Let's get to the point where Jesus is, I mean, Peter is first going to deny Jesus. So at verse 16, it says, while Peter stood outside the gate, then the other disciples spoke to the girl watching at the gate and she let Peter in. The girl asked Peter, aren't you one of Jesus's disciples? No, he said, I am not. The police and the household servants were standing around a fire they had made for it was cold. And Peter stood there with him, warming himself. Inside, the high priest began asking Jesus about his followers. Now, watch the difference. When Peter was questioned by a girl, not a high priest, nobody important, just a a common girl. Hey, were you with Jesus? His immediate response is, no, I, I I was never with him. But Jesus, he's being interrogated now with life and death hanging in the balance, with people who actually, you know, control the fate of his life, questioning him about, hey, We're giving you a chance. Do you want to be found innocent or guilty? Like, tell us again, what what have you done? And this is Jesus' bold response. He's saying, what I teach is widely known, for I preached regularly in the synagogue and the temple. I have been heard by all the Jewish leaders and teach nothing in private that I have not said in public. Why are you asking me this question? Ask those who heard me. You have some of them. They know what I said. I said what I said. If it was a scripture, it would be verse 22. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And she's back. (laughs) Say we figure this thing out. 
Um, so they go on a little more. And at verse 27, we get another denial from Peter and the rooster crows, just mm-hmm. as Jesus had prophesied to Peter. And so Peter, you know, as, as anyone would feel after, you know, denying, you know, hey, I would never do this. I don't see myself being the person that would ever get caught up in addiction. I don't think I would ever talk to a married man. Whatever it is that you, you, you just think is so far from you and the enemy and just this thing called life can bring it up. And Peter goes back to doing what he was doing before he was ever a disciple. He goes back to fishing. He's like, I don't know what, what else can be done with me. I, I, I was among them. I had this opportunity. I was one of Jesus's in the inner circle. I was mm-hmm. one of the three. Mm-hmm. But at this point, after feeling like he's hit rock bottom, he says, let's go fishing. And people go with him and mm-hmm. they pick up their fishing gear and that's where Jesus is going to happen upon them. So I just want to put a pin in there before we keep reading and just kind of unpack that. Mm-hmm. Like from Peter's example, and even we can do both sides of it, from Peter's example and from Jesus's example, we see that in hot water, you've got two choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can either... uh Know what you know, what you know, which Jesus is showing us that he said before, you know, hey, in the Garden of Gethsemane, if this can't pass from me, then let your will be done. Mm -hmm. And we see him personalizing, I think, the mission. And I think that's such an important step for young Christians as they mature to take. Like we all have these commands in the word, you know, the Great Commission. That, that, that's to all of us. But once we decide that we're going to take accountability for it, we're going to like make it a part of our DNA, who we are, then everybody should have a personal mission, a personal goal to how I'm going to take this gospel to every nation. And, and it doesn't physically mean you getting on a, a mission team and going, but how are you going to tell your neighbors? How are you going to tell your family members? How are you going to use whatever social media platform you have? How, what is your goal and what is your mission to do that command or, or to do whatever it is he commands you? Because that's not the only one. To, to raise our children up in the admonition of the Lord. To mm-hmm. um, honor him with our tithe. To whatever he's commanded. We have to... I think personalize and, and make it a part of who we are, a part of our identity, um, whether it's identifying with the body of Christ or whether it's trying to be an ambassador and, 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 you know, being an example to those, you know, that we work around that we. And I also think though, um, even, it's not just even whether we're being an ambassador or the or the people or being an example of the people that we work around, but our relationship with God, are we going to do what he says? Um, because Jesus tells us several times, number one, he came to do the will of his father. He tells us that, you know, if we are a friend of God, then we will keep his commands. And he tells us so many times that if we are truly God's children, if we are truly um, back in right relationship with him and want to be, then we, he says, if you love me, keep my command. Mm -hmm. And so we have to determine whether or not 
Um, are we going to, you know, allow our flesh to drive us or are we truly going to keep the commands of God? And in doing so, when I think about Peter and, and again, you know, he had to go through those things and, and, and you moved on to the point where he does after Jesus is crucified, he goes back to doing what he was comfortable with. Right. So he reverted back. Um, and do we, when things get hard, fall back onto things uh, mm-hmm. that are comfortable or that we know, or do we um, say, you know what, this is hard, but this is what God has asked me to do. This is the will of the father and I'm going to do it even to the point, just, just like the, Jesus, he, he said, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, thy will be done. Right. Right. He said, if it's not, I'm still going to proceed. And what happens with us is we lose hope. We begin to identify with the missteps. Mm -hmm. We begin to, um, is we're trying to do, because what we don't realize is we're trying to do it in our own might and in our own right. right. And we begin to just say, this is impossible and we're not going to do it, or this is too hard and we're not going to do it. And what we, uh, God never said that it was going to be easy. Right. Right. Rep- uh, um, being his child, um, proclaiming him, in this world that is not our home. He never said that that was going to be easy, but he did tell us that he was going to be with us always. He he did did. tell us that he's already overcome the world. He told us all these things. um, And, and what we've got to decide is if we're going to press toward the mark, continue to press toward the mark. Are we going to continue to do things? Cause I think about Paul. Yeah. And you think about Paul was shipwrecked. Uh, bitten by a viper, <laughs> thrown in jail, <laughs> beaten, stoned, everything, right? But he kept going. And one of the most, um, one of my favorite stories, of course, is Paul and Silas. Mm-hmm. And when they're in the jail, and of course they're praising, and the uh, all the shackles come off, and the and the and the prison gates open, and the poor gate. Uh, the guard, mm-hmm. he thinks, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be killed. They're not all there. They have left. And and he's getting ready to, like, do away with oh, himself. Right? Yep. And Paul's like, don't do that. We're still here. Because Paul understood that, I mean, most of us would have been like, <laughs> gate is open. I'm out. Thank you, Jesus. Right? <laughs> I'm out. But Paul was like, no, we're here. <laughs> it was more important to Paul to win a soul mm. to do the hard work to stay to risk his Come life on. talk about purpose yeah then it was for him to say oh dodge another bullet <laughs> and i'm out it was more important to him to be a witness for god and to win a soul for christ um and stay there and then not only did the 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 guard get saved but i believe he took them to yeah his, his family. family yeah right amen so 
are we willing sometimes, and of course I'm preaching to the choir, but are we willing to stay in those difficult situations if God, if that is where God has told us? Because we're walking, it, when we're in those situations, we are walking in our purpose. Um, or are we like, man, this is too hard. I don't want to do this. And I'm out. Mm. You know, what's more wow. important? No, I'm glad you shared that. That's very encouraging for me because in situations I do have, uh, a standard for what I think like, Oh, I've met my goal when X, Y, and Z happens and mm -hmm. I can, you know, walk away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> did God say, okay, you, you are released. Like I think about, um, whether it's like a, a mentoring relationship mm -hmm. and, and I, you know, I'm like, well, you know, go on little bird, spread your wings. <laughs> That's so funny. You said like, that. You're too. It's time. Right. It's time. Right. But you I, know that that may not be the case. Exactly. I tease my girls. I say to them, I said, you do know that at some point, uh -uh. you know, <laughs> they like, no, they, absolutely. <laughs> I go, because you guys now have to take someone else under your right. Wing disciples and, and, and that make disciples. That's right. And they both are like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, but you do know that, you know. That's how this is supposed to work, right? They're like, no. I say, we going to make disciples, but we going to come back. Right. They're like, no. Bring I'm like, well, how us. am I supposed to be able to, you know, work with other young ladies if you guys, I, 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 not that I'm going to forget you and not that right. you can't always come to me. They're like, no. No. So I, I don't, I haven't. Um, but even what I don't you know shared the, the, about Matthew 28 when he said, lo, I am with, with you, you. Yeah. till the end. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, you know, hey, <laughs> the end is the end. <laughs> so it's and are we that committed? You right. know, we have to be because to go all the way. I mean, the truth of the matter is like you when we talk about even mentorship, that's a sacrifice. Right. That's uh, um, getting out of your own way, giving of your time, giving of um, your talents um, and just being being able to be used by God to pour into someone else. And it takes it takes a lot. But and it may it may be that these are lifelong commitments. Right. But are we willing to do that? And I kind of test the waters to see if they're ready to, and they're like, no, and I don't push them or whatnot. But I just think about, you know, when we, when we consider what God is asking us to do, um, what are we willing? Are we willing to continue to press toward the mark? Are we willing to keep going? Or are we going to revert back to, you know, where we're comfortable, where we're comfortable. So, Let's see if we can pick up here. Um, we were at Peter. Let's see. I might even have to go outside to the next chapter so y'all can know how the story ends. Well, not ends, but get you to the point where he's restored. Um, let me go to 21. Yes. So it says in John chapter 21, later Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Lake of Galilee. This is how it happened. A group of us were there, Simon Peter, Thomas, the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, my brother James and I, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, we all said. We did, but caught nothing all night. Isn't that indicative of what happens when we resort to our own plans? We get 
nada, nothing, zilch, no fruit. <laughs> and then I think another add to that is when we decide to do something contrary to what God has asked us, how many other people are we impacting? Ooh, he had seven homies and not to mention probably host of others that had seen them with Jesus now back to fishing. And, so yeah. that just made it seem like, okay, what was these last three years about? Right. Like, what were you guys doing? Um, but you just took all of those pe- the, the the people that saw you be, like you said, part of the, the inner circle, the three, right? Yeah. Um, and so... Did it water down the ministry? Did it water down what really and truly was accomplished? And so um, it's like we, when we think about it, what are we doing that may be um, contrary right. to what our witness is? Mm-hmm. And how many times will that get doop, 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 passed on? Ha-ha. Mm. <sighs> It says what uh, it was a little saying about a rumor goes around like the whole town before the truth wakes up. Or I can't oh. remember how I it know, goes. I, it was something like astounding, like how fast uh, a bad witness can travel before <laughs> a good one can come and like write it. Um, so Simon Peter says, I'm going fishing. They say, we'll come. We all will come too." And at dawn, we saw a man standing on the beach, but couldn't see who it was. He called, any fish, boys? (laughs) No, we replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right side of the boat, and you'll get plenty of them. So we did, and we couldn't draw in the net because of the weight of the fish. There were so many. Then I said to Peter, it is the Lord. At that, Simon Peter put on his tunic and jumped into the water and swam ashore. The rest of us stayed on the boat and pulled the loaded net to the beach about 300 feet away. When we got there, we saw that a fire was already kindled and fish were frying and there was bread. A fish fry. (laughs) He welcomed them home (laughs) with a fish fry. fry. Praise the Lord. Yes. (laughs) Jesus tell them, bring some of the fish you've caught. And so Peter drug 153 large fish and the net wasn't even torn. Now come have some breakfast, the Lord commanded. And I'm going to skip down a little bit. And this conversation that Jesus has with Peter, he says, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others? Mm, That's a big one for me. Like of all the people that I've sacrificed a little bit of my obedience for, was I saying to Jesus at that time, Mm. I put them above you. I love them more than you. Ouch. Woo. Ouch. Hey, that's what the word is sent to do, to convict, but to bind you up. He's not going to leave you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Ouch. Oh, gosh. Um, At verse 15, that's where I left off. Simon, do you love me more than these others? Yes, Peter replied. You know I am your friend. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John. Do you really love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I am your friend. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. Once more, at verse 17, he asked him, Simon, son of John, are you even my friend? Peter was grieved at the way Jesus asked the question this third time. Lord, you know my heart. You know I am, he said. Jesus said, 
then feed my little sheep. When you were young, you were able to do as you like and go wherever you wanted to. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hand and others will direct you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know what kind of death he would die to glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. And see, I think um, when, when I think about how Peter responded and he's he's greed, right? He's like, Lord, you know, I love you. Mm. And but in that how we're like, Lord, we love you. Mm-hmm. I love you. But then our actions day after day after day don't show that love. Right. When we are when the Holy Spirit is saying, go here. And we're like, nope, mm, no. And then we're, we're, you know, we're going in another, another direction. But you say you love me. Yeah. And he said it about the children of Israel, right? That, you know, they say they love me, but they are far away, right? Their yeah. hearts are far away from me. Um, And that's what, you know, God is saying, you say you love me. You, but you're not keeping my commands. You are um, taking on more of the world's culture than you are what my commands, my will or my commands are. Right. You are, I, I told you to be, you know, that you have to be in this world, but you're not of this world. And how are you walking? Who's getting your time? Right. Who, who's, um, who are you listening to? When the world tells you to be independent, when the world tells you that heaven is here on earth, when the world tells you all these things, who are you listening to? And who, because, um, you know, where, where are your treasures, right? Because the, the scripture says where your treasures are, there will your heart be also, right? So um, what, we say we love God and we say that, you know, we've given our lives to him. We sing these songs, I give myself away, and I, you know, uh, withholding nothing, and I give you all of me. <laughs> and it sounds good, but then when the rubber meets the road and God is saying, okay, if you love me, if you give me all of you, if you've given me your whole life, then I want you to go to Budapest because <laughs> I want you to do a mission there. <laughs> Um, for five years and you're like say what (laughs) I'm sorry that couldn't have been God I didn't hear God say that right uh you know or Stephanie I want you to you know move to you know Africa you know Zimbabwe and I want you to that's your permanent home there's somebody and I can't think of their their name but they were supposed to go on mission to to fill in for someone that couldn't go to Africa and they were there for they what they thought was going to be um like two weeks has been 20 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they were a fill-in. <laughs> and they were a fill-in. So I think about that, and I'm like, what if? Yeah. Like, it's not impossible. No. Totally not. God could ask. Come on. Listen, I, I going back to your first example about Paul and Silas, because Paul had witnessed that, God, you're the source of every piece of deliverance that I've experienced. So he knew that, 
God could be trusted to deliver him no matter the situation. So Mm -hmm. in that instance where he stayed, he was like, it's nothing. If you did it once, it's nothing for you to do it again or to do it in a a greater way or Mm -hmm. uh, whatever. And so I think when we see God, as we begin to identify with him and, and know that our, he is our resource, he is our source, not just a resource, Mm -hmm. then we develop that kind of boldness and that kind of, courageousness to go and do those things to say yes in the face of the unknown the three hebrew boys yes and what i love about them is they said we believe he will deliver us but if he doesn't right it's either way it's either way we're still gonna trust him we're still gonna walk with him right yeah we're still going to honor god and we won't turn away from him whether he delivers us or not and i think about just not even in life or death, even this podcast for me, like to do it in this format, like I had to really come to a point where I said, Lord, if I embarrass myself, so what? Like, I, I'm just going to show up and do mm-hmm. this thing because it is something that a you told me to do. You've shown me how it can build your kingdom, how it can help your people. And so for me to place anything above just my sheer like determination to comply, <laughs> it, it, it just doesn't make sense. And so, I mean, if you've watched for more than a couple of weeks, you've seen episode one. <laughs> well, wait, let me just tell you, Kay. <laughs> need not, you need not worry about episode one because when they see this episode and, and, and your friend over here working the cameras, <laughs> it's listen, we're being obedient. Right. And, and it's such a joy. It, it's such a sweet place. And I don't ever want to forget this. Just I'm going to close my eyes and mark this time. Because right now I feel free. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel, I mean, yes, I worry about, you know, whether it's done in excellence and, and all that. But to say I've obeyed mm-hmm. and, and to say whatever, to, to God be the glory that, you know, it's not the result. It's. It's like the process. Like I really am starting mm-hmm. to get that. And it's just. If we wait for favorable conditions for oh, anything. No. <laughs> then it'll never. It will never be. It'll never be. And if it, if we are wanting it to be perfect, it will never be. It will never. And <laughs> someone will miss what God is wanting them to hear if we aren't obedient. Um, and, and, and whether it's perfect, whether it's it's not. Um, will we get better? Absolutely. Will, but God, we are trusting and believing that he said he's with us always. And we're trusting and believing that what he intended, the word that he intended to go for is going to go forward. Um, and in doing so, this is a vulnerable spot. And I think that's a good point, Kay, because a lot of us won't put ourselves in a vulnerable position in order for God to be able to use us. But he tells us he, and in order to use us, we have to be in a place yeah. of brokenness, a place of vulnerability, because if not, we're going to think it's us that's doing Come it. On. Right. You know, otherwise he would have let Gideon go with the 32,000. Come on. He would have let Gideon go with the 10,000. Right. Right. But he let it's... Gideon go with 300 people. And what's <laughs> funny. And I love this about uh, all the stories in the old Testament, all the testimonies in the old Testament is that any time there was a battle, any time there was a battle, it wasn't where they like Peter with the sword, right? That's not how God fought the battle. Right. 
they took lanterns. Gideon <laughs> took lanterns and waited until they were, you know, it was the dead of night. And um, they smashed the lanterns and, and said for the for the Lord and for Gideon. It blinded the people. They start fighting <laughs> each other. Same thing with, you know, when you think about Jericho. Yeah. Lord, you want me to do what? Right. March around that that Which those walls, God. right? Yeah. Shouting. Right? Yep. Uh with Jehoshaphat, he sends out the worshipers and the 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 those that played instruments. He Come sent on. the and the priests. He th- he sent them out first. It's never where it's been, okay, God's had the the army with the swords and they were mightier and no. that kind of thing. That's not how God operates. Mm-mm. So we've just got to get comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and learn that, you know, there's something that only the Holy Spirit can do. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> we do very little <laughs> except show up. Except show up. <laughs> when we're uncomfortable, we should be getting excited. Yes. Instead of that. going, oh, my gosh. Because there's what's going on. We should spirit on the horizon. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. You know, um, and we should be rejoicing and going, what is God going to do Mm -hmm. next? Mm -hmm. But instead we're like anxious. (laughs) We're fretting. We are looking at it in a way of how am I going to do this? And I'm sure Peter was like, what are we going to do now? Mm -hmm. They just crucified Jesus. How can we go on proclaiming the gospel? And this is what they're doing. You got to give it to, you know, Peter, you got to identify with Peter. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because I don't know anybody that would have, their first instinct would have been like, yeah, that's my homeboy. <laughs> right? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> there. Do you see the magnitude of what's going on? Now, let me just say this. I, I, I don't want to say I don't know anybody because I have seen, even in recent years, mm-hmm. within the last five years, in different countries where right. they've wanted people to denounce Christ and they wouldn't. Yeah. And they were killed for it. And I pray that if ever up against that, that, you know, I have a piece about me that I can do that. But when you think about the mo- in the moment, yeah, um, we can very easily identify with what Peter was going through. Oh, for sure. Yes. And then when you think about where Peter, un- once the realization that uh, Jesus was uh, crucified and he goes back to fishing, we're not so far from Peter. If something that God told us to do doesn't turn out the way we thought it should for whatever reason, maybe because we've gotten ourselves in the way or we weren't listening to get the direction that we need. If it doesn't look the way we think it should look. Right. How often do we go back to doing? Do we forfeit the plan? Because we we in our mind, in our finite mind, um, we think, well, this can't be what God meant. Mm-mm. I don't know. Just a thought. I, so Peter, Peter, you know, he's on blast and he gets that spotlight put on him. Right. But there's a reason for that. It was to show our humanity as well. Oh, for sure. We are so, so, and I think oftentimes when I, when I think about, I'd love to be a Paul, 
But I probably identify more with Peter. <laughs> She's like, as far as personalities in the Bible go. <laughs> really? I think about that. I go, you know, in my mind, I'm a Paul. And then there are times when I'm definitely a, a Peter. Peter. Yeah. In more yeah. ways than one. Oh, yeah. You're not alone. Okay, very good. Very good. You know, we're pressing toward the mark, Paul. We really are. Um, but hey, it, the, the truth is, when when it when the rubber meets the road, are we going to trust him? Are we going to do our Father's will, or are we going to go back fishing? Mm. Listen, I I feel it's getting pretty close to a bow. That that, that sounded like a wonderful reflect <laughs> self reflective question to put to prayer and to some quiet time and some scripture study, um, because. I mean, it's never too late. We're 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 not talking about there being a, a expiration date on these these things that God is asking us to do. Mm-hmm. These assignments, these things that He created before we were in our mother's womb for us to do, and all it takes is a heart adjustment for you to get your perspective back right to. Mm-hmm seeing things as God sees them, loving the things he loves, hating the things he hates. And just like that, you're on the path to purpose. So uh, however far you think you are, how, however backslidden you may be, you cannot be farther than Peter. And as we saw so beautifully, God told him, follow me, mm-hmm. stay close to me, mm-hmm. do the things that I commanded, everything that I taught you to do, everything that you know to do. And that's what's so beautiful too, Steph, is that deep down, I think we know, we just know, like, I mean, if we think about it too long, yeah, we make purpose sound like this big, amorphous, intimidating thing, but God wired us mm-hmm. like, so that it would be as natural as breathing. He wired us so that even creation, the earth around us would declare his glory and, and, mm-hmm. and point to us what it is, who he is, how he is, his loving nature and all of his beautiful characteristics. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just think about, man, isn't that just a loving God that just would set it up so that it, it could be so natural. And so, I mean, not, not even a burden because he didn't force us. He still gave us the choice. Like, right. this is the thing that you can choose to do or you can choose not to. Like, but your choice tells of your love. There you go. And, and then, like, back to, to what you said about purpose. Um, and kind of how we kind of we ended it in um, women's ministry. Like you said, get back in line with him present yourself as a living sacrifice, right? When you begin to seek him, when you begin to, uh, when we begin to, you know, just say, okay, God, I've gotten off, but I want to get back in, um, in the center of your will and then present yourself as that, that sacrifice, that living sacrifice. Lord, I want to do your will. I want to understand what it is you have for me to do when we present ourselves back to him and like you said, he will begin to show us and like it, and it's not so far fetched. It's not this 
huge humongous thing. It's what the giftings that he's placed in us, the, the talents and the giftings. Um, all of our, all of us have been given a portion of spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. So what it's what he's placed in us. Mm -hmm. And if we would allow the, the Holy spirit to work in us and we would continue to uh, present ourselves to seek him, right? Seek his face. Right. Amen. Then it, he would begin to show us. We would be begin to walk um, in the spirit, Amen. be led by the spirit. And then we will be uh, walking in our purpose. It'll be revealed. Hallelujah. Well, I think the last thing left for us to do is to pray for our good people and come back next week. We All right. Even better. <laughs> Maybe we'll have our production crew back. I know, right? <laughs> can work these cameras. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you only saw one angle tonight. You know, you saw, it's mostly you, it's mostly you though, so, even... be, so get ready. <laughs> <laughs> and even when I thought I was not on camera, I was fidgeting. So, um, you know, our pastors are probably going to be going, what are they doing? So this is, I, I love it though, actually, because I think this is the first time since we've gone to this format that um, we've gotten to be ourselves and our shenanigans are back. So listen, we're just two girls that love the Lord. Amen. And we just want to come and, and, and chat about what God is showing us and what he's doing in our lives and share that with, you know, everyone. And so laugh, cry, uh, you know, whatever you need to do, but in, enjoy yourselves in the, in the podcast and, and enjoy yourselves in the Lord and, and right. to come back next time. And I promise we'll do it again. Amen. Gracious and eternal father. We do thank you, Lord. We love you, father. And we just give you all the glory, all the honor and all the praise. We thank you just for the opportunity to, um, to delve into your word, Father yes. God, to seek your face, Father God, to present ourselves as a living sacrifice to you, Father God. We want to do your will. We want to be in the center of your will, Father. We want to abide in you because you tells, tell us that if we abide in you and you would abide in us and that we would bear much fruit. So, Father, that is our ask, that you just continue to abide, Father, as we abide in you. And we just say thank you, Lord. Lord, we just praying at, pray and ask that um, you just continue to strengthen us and remind us that the joy of, of you, oh God, that's our strength. That's our hope. Lord God, and that we're to rejoice in all things because your word tells us to uh, rejoice again. So, Lord, we just say thank you and we bless your name this evening and we lift you up, Father God. And we just pray and ask that um, your glory would fill this place, fill our lives, Father God, and Lord, that you would be glorified. And it is in Jesus name we pray and ask it all. Amen.